Tell them what we're doing today. Oh, God. Okay. Listen, I take responsibility for this. It's not your fault, but tell them what happened. Well, we're re-recording this episode because I got an email that every podcaster dreads from the editor saying, none of your audio is usable. <laughs> None of your audio came through. It turns out my XLR cable, which connects the mic to this monstrous recording device, whatever the hell it is, was faulty. So all the yapping that we did. Yep. So uh, you're hearing a take two because Joey is faulty. There we go. Play the music. little sausage and peppers. How are you, Joey? The only thing that's faulty in me is my choice in friends, okay? (laughs) That's what's faulty. Do not talk about Paul Kanan like that. He (laughs) listens to this podcast. Come on. How are you, my love? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just in the run and like, it's beautiful here in San Diego. How are you? How's everything? It is great. We are smack dab in the middle of New York summer, which is lovingly referred to as Satan's armpit. It gets real, real wet in the summer. I know all our people from Florida and all our Southern people are like, it's always like that here. But when you go from like a tundra of the cold to sweating the minute you walk out the door, it's a little exhausting. And then you get on the subway and it's packed and everybody Uh, is sticking to you and you're sticking to everything. It's like, it's disgusting. Oh yeah, when people get too close, I'm like, sir, don't fuck with me. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. I will fuck you right back. Wait, what? Wow. Anyway, <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to Obsessive Disappeared, the podcast where Joey Taranto and I recap episode by episode our very favorite ID show, Disappeared. We are so glad you are here. And if you're finding that you want a little bit more of us in your week, which why wouldn't you please come join us on the Drama Club? That is where we do all of our bonus episodes. You can also get ad-free episodes. We have over a hundred episodes waiting for you to download and binge right now. Everything from See No Evil to Evil Lives Here. And let me tell you, Evil did live there. Fry (laughs) Thy Neighbor and Pink Collar Crimes. And now we are on to the dark, dark Love, Honor, Betray. Honey, we just had our first episode and it was about a body snatcher. Oh my God, I did not see that coming. And um, I just want you to know you're all on my prayer list. Y'all need prayer. Yeah, yeah selecting you're all this dark, <laughs> dark, <laughs> satanic shit. I had no idea that was a thing, but body snatching is a thing. Welcome, let's laugh a little, shall we? Shall we get to the episode? Let's do it, baby. Season 8, Episode 7, Flight Risk, tells the story of Caitlin Atkins. A free-spirited young woman makes an unexpected detour on her way out of town. Where is she? What is she doing? She's never done that before. And sends a trail of confusing messages in her wake. It said that I can't come back. I cheated on you. It just didn't sound like her. She would have called one of us. As she falls silent, suspicions put family members at odds. He hasn't been talking. He knows something. And leave veteran lawmen unnerved. Do we have a serial killer in the community? That's not something that happens in Spotsylvania County. It raises the hair in your neck. As loved ones struggle to make sense of the mystery. I don't think Caitlin would go and hide from us on purpose. All eyes are watching. There's someone out there that knows where Caitlin is. I want to make them very uncomfortable. Now, before Uh we even Uh start... We're, this I is so at, early for a disclaimer, Yellen. It is so early. We're at the preview, and Christopher, he saw my patience, and he was like, I'm going to try that today. Uh-oh. Because he says, first sentence. A free-spirited young woman. Christopher, number one, have you learned nothing? And, <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're at the end of season eight here. Yeah. We have learned many lessons Don't be a free spirit. Christopher? Don't be a free spirit. Yeah. Christopher was just being a little bitch, I think. That's what he was doing. Wow. Christopher, are you going to take that shit? You're going to take that shit, Christopher? Christopher? (laughs) I love you, Christopher. Anyway, 
Apparently, Caitlin's a free spirit. But where are we, Joseph? Tell the people. Yeah, I guess maybe it was a day just like any other day. In the shadow of Washington, D.C., Caroline County, Virginia, is rooted in the nation's history. It's here in December 2015 that 19-year-old Caitlin Akins is making a quick four-day trip home to celebrate a joyous family event, the arrival of her younger sister Gabby's first child. Her sister Gabby has a little baby boy named Landon, and she was so excited to meet him. She loved babies, which we all know how much babies are assholes. They They are. are. They are. They are heartless little balls of deception and greed, and here's why. Because a baby will wake up, and he's hungry, and he wants food, and he wants it right fucking now. Yep. Like, that, I know you have, I, well, I know your cats are the same way, honey, but. It's hard want, with kittens. Kittens, yeah. yeah, you don't know what they're capable of until you got one. Yeah, speak to it, Joey, speak to it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> because a baby will be like, are you coming in this room with a bottle, Brenda? Because you better have pre-planned that shit. Then you gotta bounce them, rock them, feed them, turn on a white noise machine, swing them, shush them, put them in their favorite bouncer that they all of a sudden suddenly hate. I'm just saying, Babies have an asshole tendency. I love babies. I want to squish them, but what was I saying? I hope one day you learn to express yourself in a real way. I'm going to. Caitlin came back to Virginia to visit Landon. He was two weeks old, and she was really excited. She was like, I'm going to be an auntie. I'm so excited. I can't wait to meet him. For Caitlin, who's always been crazy for little kids, it's a very big deal. Caitlin was really excited to be an aunt. Now, let me tell you the best part of being an uncle or an aunt. You get to be the cool one that takes them to the mall, buys them some clothes, fills them up with sugar, and then a few hours later, you drop them off with their parents, you go back to your regularly scheduled childless life Mm -hmm. of perusing Grindr and watching Outlander all on your own. That Uh is the closest to parenting I ever want to get. Do you want to tell the people why you hate children so much? Because I have one, and so do a lot of our listeners. I actually love kids. Kids, I just don't want to live with a kid. You know what I'm saying? No, I think that's fair. Last year, Caitlin left Virginia to move to Arizona with her fiancé, Amber Rios, a 21-year-old restaurant worker. Caitlin and Amber met when we lived in Spotsylvania County. They lived down the street from us. They've known each other for years. When Amber's family moved to Arizona, Caitlin and Amber were like maybe 11 or 12. They still kept in contact. Over time, the friendship between the two young girls turned into romance. She moved there for her girlfriend slash fiance, Amber. We got lesbians! Let's go, lesbians! Let's go, lesbians! We got lesbians. It only took us eight seasons to get a couple lesbians. And Mama Lisa was like, you know what? I'm happy for them. Yeah, this family's amazing. We also meet down bitch Aunt Pam, who is amazing. This family, they're just like, listen, we just want her to be happy. And that's the answer. Just love them. That is the answer. Burt Bacharach said it best. He said what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. That and affordable health (laughs) care. Yeah. And bodily autonomy. And also, have you seen gas prices? Burt Bacharach, you didn't finish that fucking song. (laughs) Back to the drawing board, baby. Also, I just want to say Aunt Pam. I just want to call her Aunt Pam. Pam. I don't know why, but Aunt Pam. And also, this family kept in great contact. They all kind of spoke every day, talked, texted. You know, they would text for anything, baking, cooking, and then Christopher Shades, poor Caitlin's cooking. While Caitlin may have challenges on the domestic front. Christopher, not everybody is a cook, okay? Get (laughs) off off my back. You aren't. I've had your lasagna. You want some lasagna, Lola? Uh, so, and that's the other thing. Mama Lisa's like, look, she used to blow up my phone, but I think she was just homesick. She missed her family. It's very cute and very yeah. sweet. Yeah. And then we get a little background on Caitlin. And baby, turns out Caitlin was no dummy. Yeah. She was quite the opposite. She graduated from high school at 16. She skipped two grades. That's not mm-hmm. easy. Well, Caitlin's that annoying person like my brother, John, that like, you know, you had those friends in high school that were like, oh, I didn't even study. Oh, what am I going to do? And then they come back with like a 97. Yeah. And you're like, did you really not study or are you fucking gaslighting me or do you just know shit? My brother, John, he would get like C's through life and then the test would come and he would ace it. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> See, my other way I did that was I just, I was friends with all of my teachers. I just charmed them into giving me good grades. Now, 
Three years after graduation, Caitlin has decided to go back to school in Arizona to study cosmetology. To her loved ones, it seems like the perfect calling. Caitlin liked helping people. She liked showing people you can be great, you can, you can look good. Doing hair is really helping people. Yeah, so while she's in Arizona, you know, she plans on going into cosmetology. And down bitch Aunt Pam was like she loved making people happy. And I got to say, listen, cosmetology, you are helping people because that is mental health. I think there is probably a great amount of fulfillment that comes with a cosmetology career. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you get the opportunity to take people who look like Eric Stoltz in the movie Mask, which starring Cher, and then you turn them into Britney Spears. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, how is your makeup, Ellen? No, but I do think that would probably, you know, everybody has a different version of what makes them happy, but but, you know, you wear makeup to feel confident. And, you, I mean, you've done my makeup a million times. You always make me feel like a million bucks. And, you know, yes, I come in, I walk in looking like something from the Dark Crystal, and I walk out <laughs> looking like a Kardashian. You do not, my butte little babe. My butte? My beautiful little baby. It's, it's just a, it's a very important career, helping I people agree. feel good. But yeah. except once you get into, like, the nail department, I draw the line there. I, I Listen, you, you help folks all you want, but I'm not helping folks with their nails because I've been in enough men's bathrooms to know that Oof. people don't wash their hands, and I'm not trying to manage the pickled poop hiding under your nail beds. Uh, that is not for me. Good luck, Caitlin, in your project, but that is not for me. <laughs> I love it. But in the middle of this sweet family praising how amazing Caitlin is at all of this, we have these two reenactment actors. And th- baby, stick to reenactment acting. Sit this one out for the hairstylists all around the world because this reenactment actress is trying to give this other actress the saddest little braid. <laughs> like, you know, it is so bad. You know, the on set hair person was like some bitchy queen rolling his eyes on a Thursday. And he's, he's, <laughs> He was just like, that fucking bitch can't fucking braid for shit. She's a fucking- What is that braid? She's making a fucking mess out of her hair. I'm going to be at Crafty. <laughs> he like has to go to Crafty and get like a coffee and bar. He's like <laughs> just cursing her in the corner. What is she fucking doing? These people have no respect for my craft. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Stick to acting, honey. It'll be fine. Now, Caitlin has made it to Virginia to hang with the family, and two days before she's supposed to fly back to Arizona, she decides to hang with some old friends from high school. She was excited about seeing how things have been going since she was gone. The lively reunion continues into the wee hours, so Caitlin's friends invite her to spend the night in their apartment and drive her back to her mom's house late the next day. With beauty school starting that following Monday, Caitlin makes a note to bring her prized diploma back to Arizona with her so she can complete her registration. That's all she talked about when she was there. Don't let me forget my diploma. I need that. So Saturday morning comes and, you know, she's gone home. She's cuddling. She's giving Landon a couple little cuddle nubbies. A little cuddle nubby. Oh, I know, yeah, baby. I know you only cuddle nubby your cats. <laughs> Cuddle babies for 10 minutes. You know, the joke of it is, this is the God's honest, Lola has always loved Joey. When you first met Lola, she was like two years old. And you used to, do you remember you used to crack her up? You used to throw her up in the air? Oh, I loved it. And now she's trying to outsass me. I'm like, baby, you're not there yet. Honey, honestly, take several seats. Grab some popcorn, (laughs) sit and watch the master. Have a popsicle if you're thirsty. Anyway, so the day that Caitlin has to leave, Mama Lisa has to work. So she calls her ex-husband, who was Caitlin's, you know, former stepdad, to take her to the airport. His name is James Brandon. Now, Mama Lisa and James, they met in 2005 when Caitlin was only seven. They were married for six years. And Caitlin didn't grow up with a dad. Mama Lisa always says, you know... James was a good dad to the girls. You know, he was nice. He did the things. He did the holidays. He did the homework. He did the games. He did all of that stuff. So James was pretty much, you know, her father in terms of having a father figure in her life. What's a father? (laughs) I don't. Anyway. Can can you Google it? Pull up the Google machine. (laughs) At 9 a.m., Lisa drops her daughter at James's house in nearby Spotsylvania County. Caitlin and her ex-stepdad have time for just a quick visit before their 60-mile drive up to Reagan Airport. Because James, an insurance agent, has to work later that day back in Fredericksburg. 
Caitlin has agreed to go to the airport four hours early. James has to work that day. He's yeah. an insurance agent, and he has to get to the Reagan Airport and back to Fredericksburg, Virginia. Remember that. So he's got to take Caitlin to the airport four hours early. I mean, honestly, what is worse than trying to coordinate an airport run? Like trying to beat the traffic and go the wrong way and get somewhere and get to your gate. I mean, it is that is a circus. It is exhausting. And especially trying to do it at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Who can think? Who can think that early? So here's the plan. Her flight was at 5.40 in the evening. James was going to drop her off around 1 o'clock so that he could turn back and get to Fredericksburg in time to be at work at 3 o'clock. That's yes. the timeline. Yeah. So Mama Lisa heads to work, and around 1.52 p.m., she gets a text from James saying, I dropped off Caitlin. And then a couple minutes later, Mama Lisa gets a text from Caitlin saying, I'm at the airport. My phone is dying, and I won't be able to text for a bit. So Mama Lisa is like, okay, cool. Now, back in Arizona. Then, within minutes, the plan starts to unravel when Caitlin's fiancé, Amber, in Arizona gets a very different text from Caitlin. Amber messages me, says Caitlin's not getting on the plane. I was like, what do you mean Caitlin's not getting on the plane? She says she's not getting on the plane. She's, something's going on and she's waiting for a new flight. I was like, there's not a new flight. She's only got that one. So that's when everybody started panic. She's not getting on the flight. Yeah. So then Amber texts Mama Lisa and is like, hey, what's up? Do you have that ambrosia salad recipe I keep asking you for? Weird that Caitlin's not getting on the plane, right? And Mama Lisa was like, number one, you know that recipe is a secret recipe and it's my grandmother's <laughs> and she would be rolling over in her grave if I gave it to you. But also say what now about Caitlin's <laughs> flight? Like, it just doesn't, you know, they're just texting. It doesn't seem weird. Like, they're just side texting. Well, also, she says, like, I'm going to get on a later flight. And she's like, uh, there is no later flight. Yeah. This is the Mama only Lisa, flight. Yeah. So, Mama Lisa's like, I'm at work. She kind of reaches out to the family. She's like, can you, what's going on? Flights? Uh, you know, when you're at work and there's, like, a, a minor inconvenience, not even an emergency, you're just like, can somebody do this? Can right. somebody do this but me? Yeah, and also, like, Mama Lisa texts her ex-husband, James, who drove her to the airport, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to need more details on what yeah. the fuck is happening. Now, when she talks to him, he goes, yeah, I dropped her off at the Springfield Mall because she didn't want to sit in the airport for four hours, and she planned on taking the metro from the mall to the airport. Now, listen, they pan past a mall. I'm sure it's not the Springfield Mall, whatever mall it is, you know, next to the ID headquarters where they went to go get their stock footage or whatever. <laughs> but it's got a Nordstrom rack, and I can fuck up a Nordstrom rack for four hours, right? I've never been to a Nordstrom rack. Okay. What is wrong with you? I don't what know. Is Am I missing out? Yeah, I, I, I mean, yes. <laughs> I, what, are, what are you doing? Why won't you just go fuck around and find out about a Nordstrom rack? Okay, I'm so sorry. Have you been, I have misjudged you. Wow. Well, have you ever been to the Q Lounge on 8th Avenue, this new gay club? No? Okay, well then fine. <laughs> you, what are you doing? You're missing out. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> According to James, rather than sit in the airport terminal for four hours waiting for her flight... Caitlin decided to kill time at the nearby shopping mall, then planned on taking a metro train to the airport. It didn't make sense because we had never heard of the mall. She's never rode the metro. She was an experienced rider. She would have never figured it out. Down bitch Aunt Pam was like, not only do we not know where the fuck the Springfield Mall is, she doesn't know how to use the metro. I was like, just for the sake of argument, let's assume that Caitlin can figure out how to use public transportation, right? I mean, she did skip two grades. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you just, you know, you get the orange line and you follow your finger to the orange line. You know, like, they were making a big deal that she had never ridden the metro. But it's like, you know, we've all gone to a foreign country or a different place and you just figure it out. You ask questions. But the point was, she was like, number one, you didn't tell me you did that. And number two, that was never part of the plan and also Caitlin didn't tell me that. Caitlin didn't say hey I'm chilling in the mall for a couple of hours see you later. Yeah so Mama Lisa is getting more and more anxious she's texting Caitlin nonstop. which same girl I'd be doing the same I got one last text message about 7.15pm and it says 
I'm with a friend. I need time alone. And then her phone went back to where she was not receiving calls again. At that time, I'm thinking, where is she? What is she doing? Is she just being a typical teenager? Why isn't she getting on her plane? So to be clear, it says, I'm staying with a friend. Send. Another text. I need time alone. And Mama Lisa makes a really interesting observation because though you may not realize that there are two types of texters in this world, there are people that send a detailed, packed paragraph. And then there's people like you and me that's like, hey, what are you doing? Send. Uh, We decided to go somewhere else. Send. Do you want to go out tonight? Send. And it's like, boop, boop. Boop, boop, right? And Mama Lisa was like, that's not how she texts. Also, she uses a lot of emojis. That's something that comes with a certain kind of closeness of knowing the way people communicate. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it is a very astute observation. So Mama Lisa hears from Caitlin's fiance, Amber, who says that she also got a weird text from Caitlin. It says, I can't come back. I cheated on you. Now, the message Amber got was through Facebook Messenger. And again, it just didn't seem like Caitlyn. Yeah. Mama Lisa asked Amber, is there anything going on between the two of you? Have you had a fight? Is there something happening? And Amber was like, absolutely not. Yeah. So we're back to the bad braiding actor who's, you know, (laughs) showing us that, you know, she was happy. She was meeting her nephew. Everything was okay. So then they're like, did someone pick her up? Did she meet someone? Did she lose track of time and her phone? You know, they're going through the Rolodex of options of things that could have happened. And James was like, nope, I dropped her at the mall. Everything was fine. She didn't say she was meeting anyone. I gave her 20 bucks for the Metro. Uh, There you go. I did my job. Now, here's the thing. Everybody keeps saying, like, she seemed happy. There was no reason to believe that there was something going on. So, listen, people can be like cats, and cats are really good at hiding their pain. So just because someone seems happy and okay on the outside doesn't necessarily mean that they are on the inside. Right. So people can be going through shit and you don't know about it. Absolutely. And this family is freaking out. Did she run away? What is happening? You know, they're not sleeping. They called the police. And of course, they say she can go missing if she wants. It's too soon. Shocker. Honestly, I'm shocked. I mean, truly. Wow. Cops being lazy. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Riveting. So finally, that Monday, it's been two days now since Caitlin has been missing. And the family goes to the Spotsylvania County Police Department to report her missing because that was the last place she was seen. Spotsylvania. Spotsylvania. The Spotsylvania Fair. Honestly, they really, really do have the best truffle fries. <laughs> Is there a Stripe Sylvania? <laughs> that was a really <laughs> bad dad joke. I apologize. Give him a rim shot. If you want to fire me, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Just Patrick calls you in. He's like, you made that Stripe Sylvania joke. And you're like, yeah, no, I, know. I gotta go. I know. Then. While Lisa is still filing her report, a chilling discovery. Lisa was pulled into a room and said, we had found Caitlin's luggage on the side of the road in a drainage ditch. It seems a road crew found the discarded suitcase on nearby River Road, more than 50 miles from Reagan Airport, but just a few miles from Caitlin's hometown. They have found Caitlin's luggage on the side of the road. Ellen, I, that gave me, I can't even imagine. Midway, filling out a missing persons report for your child. Yeah. And they tell you that, I cannot even imagine. Yeah, but there's more. It is 50 miles from the airport, but just a couple miles from Caitlin's house. So now, We find out, you know, the family is freaking out and we find out that the suitcase did have her wallet, cash, ID, phone charger, toothbrush, but did not have 
her phone, her clothes, and that precious diploma that she needed to bring back to Arizona. That that diploma was essential to her trip. That was part of the reason that she came home. Babe, I got like, it gave me such chills because I'm like this poor baby. I don't know. Something happened to this poor baby. So now news of Caitlin's disappearance is spreading all over the county and her story makes the local news, which we see the clips. Our John Burkett spoke to the 19-year-old's family tonight. County Sheriff's Office saying the disappearance of 19 19-year-old Caitlin Aiken. We are actively looking at this uh, as a suspicious circumstance right now. And then we meet Detective Rob Marshall, who was assigned to the case, and he begins speaking extensively with Caitlin's family to gauge their dynamic to see if there's any reason Caitlin would want to take off or disappear. Right. You know who Rob Marshall is, right? Oh, God. You know who that is. Didn't we talk about this last time we recorded this? Whoa. Are you messing with me? No. It's Penny Marshall's brother. Penny I and hate Gary you. Marshall's Shut brother. Up. Shut it's up. Penny Marshall, Laverne of Laverne and Shirley and Gary Marshall's brother. He was the only brother who never went into show business. He's like, I'm a detective. Here I am. I'm here to solve crime. I am Detective <laughs> Rob Marshall. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> So listen, he goes and Detective Rob Marshall gets a statement from stepdad James, whose story doesn't change. He says he dropped Caitlin off at the mall near J.C. Penny around 1 p.m. And he had to get to work at 3.45 p.m. that day, which is a very specific time. Right. And Mama Lisa keeps insisting, well, she doesn't know how to do any of that. She doesn't know how to ride the Metro. So then Penny Marshall's brother says they order the (laughs) security footage from the mall and the Metro. And we'll get that a little bit later. They also check the plane ticket that she was supposed to use to get on the plane to fly back to Arizona. She didn't get on that plane. Yeah. Now, hold on to your tits. Oh, God. Uh, Here's some wild shit. But then... While the detective is immersing himself in Caitlin's case, a grim piece of news comes in. A few miles from the ditch where Caitlin's suitcase was found, police have found the body of a young woman. That's not something that happens in Spotsylvania County. The victim is about 20, with blonde hair and tattoos. A close description of Caitlin Aikens. News comes in that the body of a young woman has been found only a few miles away from the ditch where Caitlin's suitcase was found. I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, here's what. I'm going to make an inter... No, a universal request. If something like this happens, can the authorities just keep it under wraps until they identify the person? Because poor Caitlin's family is devastated. It just seems like such an unnecessary emotional roller coaster to put these families through. I mean, maybe it's your daughter. Can we just have someone with some kind of discerning nature? Because obviously, if it's something that the family needs to know and it's not going to be their kid. Why are we putting them through this undue grief? I just feel like it feels emotionally excessive. We hear it all the time. We found a body, might be your kid, might not. It just seems so insensitive to me. It's cruel. It's not. It's not Caitlin. It's another woman. Sadly, another family has lost their loved one. But stop doing this to people. We hear it all the time. I agree. I agree. And of course, you know, the other thing that makes me furious is when a cop is like well this is just not something that happens here and that's what he says this is something that doesn't happen in Spotsylvania County baby anything could happen anytime anyplace anywhere anyhow and you should know better because you're a cop hush up now so yes I agree with everything you just said honestly I can't even imagine what that family felt getting that phone call but they have no choice to wait like you said they find out that it is not her so now it's five days after Caitlin has vanished and a search and rescue team begins detailing the shoreline of the Rappahannock River? Rappahannock? Sure. Search and rescue teams scour the shoreline of the Rappahannock River where her suitcase was abandoned, looking for any sign of Caitlin or her missing possessions. Approximately 100 feet on the left-hand side here in the ditch line was where the luggage was found. We would expect to find clothing or the missing diploma. Found neither. Not one item, one article of clothing was found in this location. 
So because Rob Marshall is from a showbiz family, he's very comfortable in front of the camera. So he decides to bring the entire camera crew to the side of the road where they found Caitlyn's luggage. And he was like, we should do it here just for meow. Just for like realism. Meow. And there's all these like, was this the best place? He's like, no, it'll be great. I'm from a showbiz family. So this will be a great, there's cars whizzing by. The wind is like blowing the microphone. And he's like, no, I really feel like they need to be here. I know showbiz. Do you know who my brother is? Gary Marshall. Have you seen Pretty Woman? Hello. This is why people, if there's directors uh, listening to this, this is why you should hire my friend Yellen Marsh because she knows how to commit to a bit. All right. Yeah. The bit has been committed to also just all these cars. Listen, he's on the side of the road. They had to climb. You know, the poor camera guy is like, you know, sitting one foot up a hill, one foot down a hill, sitting in the middle of some mud. And he's like, no, but they're going to love this shot. It's really going to be important when they see it. Yeah. They're like, is that an ice cream truck? Yeah. So they also, alongside doing the shoreline search, they do an aerial search. Apparently they say it's quite extensive, but sadly they find nothing. Actually, he says... From where they found the suitcase, from where they were was a, a large distance. <laughs> they didn't really have specifics for us. Gary Marshall's like, I'm an entertainer. I don't know yes. specifics. I don't know mileage. I mean, me either, but anyway. He's like, what am I, a lawyer? I don't know miles. De- well, yeah. get, figure it out yourself. So now a week later, Detective Marshall starts digging deeper into the friends that Caitlin had been partying with the night before she vanished. And um, he had a lot to say, more yeah. than I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. They were drinking and playing card games, and um, then one thing led to another, and they ultimately um, were intimate with one another. And that was something, well, we know from the next day that that Caitlin was having trouble with. So they were drinking, playing card games hooking up a little. And, you know, that kind of tracks for her feeling, you know, confused because they were a couple and they had been friends with Caitlin for a long time. Nothing had happened. And then, you know, you have one too many kamikaze shots and, you know, there you are with your tits out. It happens. It does happen. Has not yeah. Has this happened to you after a few too many Listen, kamikaze you shots? Know, I've done that instant replay of what happened last night. Like, did I vomit in that person's bathroom? Oh, yeah. Because we've all walked that paper-thin line of a fun drunk and clean up on aisle seven drunk. We've all done it. Just yeah, nod your head sure. in agreement. I certainly have had a, a shot of Goldschlager make me feel loosey-goosey. I understand. Oh, I actually love Goldschlager. Have you ever had Goldschlager and Jaeger together? I, I cannot discuss this because I will throw up on this podcast. No, okay. it's it's too much. So the next day, there was a lot of regret involved. And the guy who was there says that he could feel that Caitlin was really feeling a lot of guilt. But they ended up driving Caitlin back to her mother's house in Caroline County. Right. And... Rob Marshall, who was an extra in all of Gary Marshall's movies, <laughs> felt that they were really forthcoming. Like, he he was like, okay. <laughs> so now they're like, that message to Amber holds a little bit more weight. Because remember, Caitlin texted Amber, I can't come back. I cheated on you. So they're like, wait, the, okay. Yeah, you know, this, like, ears perk up. Question marks are coming out of the, you know, the question mark bubbles are coming out of their head. Yeah. So Detective Marshall flies in from uh, his extra work on the new Hocus Pocus movie uh, to (laughs) dig deeper into Caitlyn's social media, and he finds a message in her DM that stands out. Caitlyn was having a conversation in the early morning hours prior to her disappearance, where she says, I don't want to be here and I don't want to be there, meaning I don't want to be here in Virginia and I don't want to be in Arizona. This raises questions for investigators. Did Caitlin go missing on purpose to get out of her engagement? So now investigators are wondering, did she go missing on purpose? Did she want to get out of her engagement? Right. And I get that. Of course, they would look at it. But how many times have I quit this podcast? You know, they're not more than me. (laughs) Yeah, not you. You got fired. But, you know, we all kind of say things like that, like, oh, I need to leave this job. Oh, I don't want to live here anymore. I, You know, 
I understand. Yeah. And it could just have been, you know, cold feet or whatever. But now they start to think maybe she was in a different mindset than they right. had originally thought. Yeah. So they decide to stake out the places where Caitlin was known to hang out to see if she was hiding out. But two weeks after her disappearance, there's still no sign of Caitlin. Yeah. Now, oh, here we go. Two weeks passed. Remember that text that Caitlin sent her mom at around 2 o'clock that said her battery was dying, but she was at the airport? About 2 o'clock, Caitlin notified her mother through text that she was at the airport, but her battery was dying. When Caitlin's phone sent that message, she was not in Springfield or at Reagan National Airport, the phone pinging was actually still in Fredericksburg area. Caitlin's phone was more than 50 miles from Reagan Airport, but only five miles from the ditch where her suitcase was found. Not at the airport. No. Her phone was not at the airport, and it wasn't at that Springfield mall that has that amazing Nordstrom rack with the really good Betsy Johnson section. (laughs) It was at neither of those places. Her phone pinged at 2 p.m. in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And just in case you forgot, even though I told you to remember, I told you to remember like 32 minutes ago, that's where James works, and that's about 50 miles from the airport. And only five miles from where her suitcase was found. So listen, now we're back at the mall because supposedly that's where James... You know, stepdad James says he dropped Caitlin off. And so Detective Marshall is like, I'm going through the security footage yeah. to see if he can spot James's vehicle or Caitlin walking around because there's two cameras in front of J.C. Penny, So he's combing through that footage. There's no sign of James vehicle. There's no sign of Caitlin on or around 1 p.m. So just in case you had an edible before listening to this podcast, all of the video footage that they scoured where James said he was dropping Caitlin off, the mall, the metro, any of those places. The airport. Not a sign. Now, up until this point, stepdad James had been real, real cooperative. He answered all the questions. And, you know, uh, Gary Marshall's best man at his wedding, his brother Rob Marshall, said that he handed over all the pictures of the vehicle so they could get the surveillance footage. And I was like, I mean, I don't think anyone gets an award for showing him pictures of his fucking grand Jeep Cherokee. But okay, I guess we're giving out awards for doing the bare fucking minimum. The literal bare minimum. Yeah. Well. (laughs) things ain't looking too promising for James because at this point they have to fully rule James out Detective Marshall asks him to take a polygraph and James agrees they schedule it for December 29th meanwhile put a pin in that the family is celebrating Christmas. Caitlin is still missing. They are distraught. They're like, how do we celebrate this? You know, they try to do what they can for baby yeah. Landon to get through it. But it's horrible. I mean, it's horrible. How do you celebrate when your child is missing? Your sister is missing. Yeah. Your niece is missing, you know? Yeah. So Christmas passes. Fala la 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 fucking la la la. Let's get back to work. So Rob Marshall was like, hey, James, let's have a chat. And he was like, uh, I don't know if you've, you know, seen any of my family's movies, you know, Soap Dish, Princess Diaries, I don't know, neither here nor there. But uh, how about that polygraph test you were going to take? I received a phone call from James saying that he was not coming in, that he had spoken to his attorney, and his attorney advised him not to do a polygraph. He also mentioned that I'm looking at him as a suspect. I told James that I'm not looking at you as a suspect. I haven't called you a suspect once. You are the ex-stepfather of of Caitlin. You were the last person to be seen with her. Then he just ultimately hung up. Let's be real. You're Caitlin's stepfather, well, ex-stepfather, but you're the last person to have seen her. Don't you want to clear your name so you can move forward? Like, I mean, he hung up like I do when anyone calls me about the extended warranty on the car I don't own. I mean, he hung up. So now Detective Marshall is like, what the fuck? So Rob Marshall gets off the phone with his brother, Gary. He's like, I got to go. I got important stuff to do. And he's like, (laughs) oh, you don't want to take the polygraph? Great. We'll get a warrant for your fucking house, James. So they do a forensic of his home and the back area, including the swampland behind his house. Now, there is nothing in swamps but sludge, nasty water, nasty people with nasty attitudes. How is Louisiana? Anna Joseph. 
How dare you hijack my joke right in front of me? And just to answer your question, everyone is doing fine. So, and they take his computers and his electronics, and that produces nothing. So now they think, is he covering for her? But now the evidence of James's cell phone investigation comes in. Hold on to your butts. Not only did every text of Caitlin's not ping anywhere near the mall or the airport, every text that James got and received that entire time pinged the tower by his home. As a reminder, that is 50 miles from where he said he was. Digging deeper. Police also find a discrepancy in the story James told Caitlin's mom, Lisa, the night Caitlin disappeared. James actually told Lisa that he had gone to work that evening, and I was able to determine that he had not gone to work uh, by checking with his employer. Detective Marshall told me that he did lie about going to work that day because he called out. Yeah, he didn't go to work. Uh-huh. Uh, the detective was able to verify that with James's employer. James, did you not think that the detective was going to call your boss to make sure that you were there? Yeah. What? And they also mention the whole family was ringing Caitlin's phone off the hook, and James didn't try calling her once. Like, James, were you not even trying? Did you read So You Want to Commit a Crime? Because rule number one is make it look like you care. You know, like my dad did for my whole life. Just fucking <laughs> pretend. He was the only one that never texted or reached out to Caitlin at all. Pretend. Cover up the crime. See a murder documentary every once in a while and see how it's done. Come the fuck on. I mean, sir, you should not subscribe to a life of crime because you are not good at crime, sir. You may as well have been like, oh, yeah, um, I dropped Caitlin off and um, I went to Pluto. Yeah, I was on yeah. Pluto. Real busy day on Pluto. So listen, at this point, Mama Lisa is fed up. She's had it. Deeply shaken by these findings, Lisa confronts James at his home. I walked up to him and I was like, why did you lie? I said, you said you went to work that day and you didn't. Why did you lie? And he just sat there, he didn't really say anything. He hasn't been talking at all. He holds the key, I think. He's got to talk. He didn't say a goddamn word. And this is where I go to jail yeah. because Everything is pointing to this actual bag of douche. I would be in jail. Listen, I came into this world kicking and screaming, covered in someone else's blood, and I have no problem going out that very same fucking way. But look. Oh, my God. Jesus. I'm just saying. I don't, I, I'm not scared of jail. I'm really not. Listen, I get it. Talking about shit is hard. But when someone doesn't say anything... I could hit someone. Oh, I, I know. I'm going to string you. You are about to become a swamp scarecrow. I'm going to yeah. hang you up and you're not going to leave. You're going to be stuck in the middle of that swamp with gators swirling around your toes until you tell me where my daughter is. Like, what a piece of shit. Yeah. And then showbiz living icon and legend oh Rob Marshall <laughs> says. And we'd leave that door open for him to come back and, and talk with us. I don't know. Discrepancies that are in James's story could be a simply him protecting Caitlin. It could be James has helped her get somewhere because she was dealing with tough times and having troubles. And if that's the case, then just have her contact us. And and that'll be it. Like, leave the door open? Like, is there a question? Am I, am I on glue? Everything is pointing to him. There was less evidence in the Scott Peterson trial, and he got the fucking death penalty. What yeah. are we hoping for? We're flying on hope. Tie him down. You guys need to put some money aside for my bail. If shit goes down, I will not make it, okay? Anyway. I already do have money yeah, aside yeah. for just your bail. Everybody, just if we could have like everyone, you know, put $5, just put it away. When I sound the call, it's we're all good. Okay, great. Yeah. So like we said, there's not enough evidence. Yes, Scott Peterson was arrested with a lot less evidence, but that's the thing. They're saying we don't have enough evidence to make an arrest. The family keeps insisting Caitlyn would never disappear. Also, he says, they're like, you know, she has the right to disappear. Now, out of all the rights that are continually being stripped away from us, can we just have this right taken away? 
<laughs> let's let's make this one illegal. Who do I call? Because every right is being called into question like it's the fucking 1940s, but somehow people still have the right to disappear. I don't want this one. Take that right away. <laughs> Erase it. Erase it. I don't want that right anymore. I want people to stop saying that. I want that to be illegal. Well, they like it because it means less work for them. According to Caitlin's phone records, just prior to her disappearance, she hadn't communicated with any strangers using her primary accounts. However, detectives learned that Caitlin sometimes corresponded through an encrypted messaging app, and police can't access these texts. So Caitlin's family continues to search for her. They hire a private detective. They created a Facebook group. They get her information all over social media. And Caitlin's case got national attention. But sadly, there's no information because... We know why. Because James won't talk. And a year passes and they say they couldn't imagine that she walked away. And everything we said before is true. We need to stop saying that people just do this. But we also need to acknowledge how hard it is for someone to walk away. And, you know, logistically. Yeah, you leave a digital footprint wherever you go. Yeah. And obviously, we know there are reasons why people would want to run away from their life, you know, substance abuse or trauma or, you know, relationship breakdowns. But logistically, it's very hard to do. And, you know, this case is really sad. My heart breaks for this family. I can't imagine going this long without having any answers and being so unsure as to what happened. And the last thing we hear from Mama Lisa. I never thought it would be a year. I never thought it would be a day. I never thought that was the last time I was going to see her that morning when I dropped her off. I need to know where my daughter's at. Whether she's okay or not, I need to know where she's at. I need to have I need to have peace. I just need to know what happened to my daughter. I want peace. I want that for her. So in a little bit of side research, there were a lot of people that came forward to say, you know how Mama Lisa kept saying that James was like a good father and he was there? Well, a couple people came forward, not on the episode, and said, quote, that Caitlin flat out didn't trust him. She felt very nervous around him and he was kind of abusive to an extent. I can't confirm physical because she never outright told me, but definitely verbally. Now, also to say, not in the episode, you know, they didn't find anything in his vehicles or his property, but he won't give them the password for their phone. And, you know, Apple won't tap into that stuff for you. No. Like, you you really have to be, you know, committing some kind of, like, act of terrorism or something, but he won't give them the unlock code. So they say that's still waiting to be looked at. And now the stepdad has never been charged in the disappearance, and this is still an open case. I just think this young girl deserves a better investigation. I really truly have no idea. I I can't come up with what happened to her. I mean, I know James is involved. What do you think happened? I think that possibly, maybe, he might have tried to assault her in some way, either physically or sexually, and it went pear-shaped, and maybe he attacked her, something happened, a crime of passion, but his story is false. Everything he said was false. From going to work to where he dropped her, everything was false. He never made it to Reagan Airport. No. I think we can all agree on that. Absolutely so, not. he is fucking lying, and by the very definition of his lies to authorities, I think he should be charged with that, at least. Yeah. I truly have seen people, you know, taken to trial with less against them. I truly don't know what the fucking holdup is here. But if you saw Caitlin Akins on the day that she disappeared, or you have any information on where she might be, you are asked to contact the Spotsylvania County, Virginia Crime Solvers at 1-800-928-5822. We need justice. This investigation is far from over, in my opinion. Uh, Say something funny. So when they make Caitlin's story a made-for-TV movie. Do you think Detective Rob Marshall will get to play himself, or uh, is he just going to be an extra again like he is in all of Gary Marshall's movies? Do you think Stanley Tucci's got a chance? I mean, have you seen Princess Diaries? Stanley Tucci (laughs) for the win! The answer is always Stanley Tucci. You know whose bank account is not hurting? Stanley Tucci. Bow, 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 bow. 
Where is she? I have no idea. I really, this is very perplexing. I, I, I it, this, this kind of haunts me, this story. I feel like, you know, that whole time we knew Zoe Campos was with that shady motherfucker. I think James is a bucket of shade just along with him. If you're listening to this, uh, please don't sue me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> if you want more of me and Joey, please find us on our Patreon. Just go to our website and click the Patreon link for bonus episodes. You can also find us on social media. That is where we love, love, love connecting with you, all your down bitches, seeing all your pictures, hearing all your love, and giving you that love right back. Tell them where they can find us, Joey. Well, if you haven't yet, please join our Facebook group, which is called the Obsessed with Disappeared Podcast Discussion Group. Is that right? Did I do it right? Did I say it right? I love to play with y'all in there. That didn't sound right. We have a lot of fun. You can meet other down bitches and talk about true crime or whatever you want. Also, you can find us on Instagram at The Disappeared Pod. You can find Ellen at Ellen Marie Marsh. You can find me at It's Joey Taranto. What else? Oh, the TikTok. We're on the TikTok. We're on the TikTok. We're trying, people. Find us on TikTok and Twitter. We really, really do love hearing from you. And just remember, on our Patreon, that's where we take your suggestions. We cover whatever show you want us to. We also give you a bonus thing every month. Everything from trivia to a Zoom hang. Should we do a Zoom hang? We haven't done that in a really, really long time. I really do love a Zoom hang. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast and you love us, feel free to hop on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and tell me how pretty I am. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't like us, go review Smartless or something like that. One of those big podcasts with lots of famous people. I'm kidding. I love Smartless. Anyway, I love you, Joey. I love you, Yellen Marsh, and I love all of you, DBs. We love you, down bitches. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Uh, so, and also, on top of this, I don't know if you already said this, you know how everyone was saying that they were blowing up Caitlyn's phone and yeah, couldn't get I just in touch said with that. her? Oh, I- how did I miss that? Are you listening to me? I gotta I'll go. go. Pack up my things I've now. seen enough to know that I've seen it too much, and I have to go now. Yeah. Oh wow. Why am I friends with you? I think this is why I'm friends with you. So you can just yeah. gaslight me into believing your stupid ass jokes. Wow. <laughs> okay. So they look at this encrypted, uh, encrypted, encrypted. Wow. Am I okay? Who am I? Um. Editor cut that. That was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um. 